Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The hideaway is open tonight. I looked at it or whatever. You know, got quicksand. It's that the equivalent is made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's Does that mean we won't have any cheese? Are you joking? You are a liar, actress. 100% white type on paper. She's got the chat. Hello and welcome to She's Got the Chat. I am Mara and I am Ari. Welcome to our week four part two episodes 24 through 26 of love island all-stars recap <laughs> just the longest title in the entire the world. longest title ever i found these episodes to be underwhelming yes very underwhelming i feel like i walked out of this being like i don't think i cared about any of that yeah Agreed. So anyway, cannot Ugh. wait to talk about it with you all now. But really what yeah. I want to talk about is Vanderpump Rules. So let's get through a little bit of our business so we can do our VPR corner and then recap these apps. Yes, please. So I hope everyone enjoyed our enjoyed our joint episode with JB from Reality Recaps. We had a lot of fun recording that episode. I feel like he was very knowledgeable and had a lot of really interesting takes. He was. I love the kind of reality TV watchers who are like, well, I just got really into Love Island and then I watch Love Island in every show that the Islanders go on to after Love Island. Yeah. And I'm like, amazing. You know everything. It's like Cass. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yes. I actually think that Cass and JB would have a lot to discuss. (laughs) I think they would too. I think they would too. Yeah. But if you have not listened to that episode, please go do so. We released that on Monday, covering the first half of this week. And as always, please don't forget to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate us, review us, subscribe, all of the beautiful things that you can do for free that help us make money. <laughs> please follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Twitter, and YouTube at She's Got the Chat. And don't forget to join our Discord. The link to join is in our Instagram bio. And I think that's all the business that we have up top. Should we get into Vanderpump Rules? Yeah, let's do our little VPR corner. We are introduced to Anne, who is Tom Sandoval's personal assistant, a.k.a. the (laughs) go-between between him and Ariana. Do you know, Mara, that she just started her own podcast called, I think, like, We Signed an NDA or something, and it's with another uh, personal assistant. I don't know of who, and she also resigned and no longer works with Tom Sandoval. (laughs) Was it Nick Vial's? Oh, maybe. Oh, I, yes, I think so. Yeah, I think I so. Heard or maybe his that. producer mm-hmm. or something. Yes. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. So that's that would wild. be a very interesting podcast. I'm definitely going to tune in and hear what she has to say. I'm sure that she 
did sign an NDA and therefore what she can share might be limited, which might be the premise of the entire show. But we'll just have to see if there's anything good. Good point. Good point. I wonder if they'll like find ways like little loopholes around stuff, you know? Yeah. That would be I mean, they're going to have to to have a successful podcast. Yeah, for sure. So let's discuss the first thing that we really see in this episode is Ariana saying Tom cannot have his birthday party here and <laughs> that whole hoopla, her meeting up with Lala to get a smoothie and discuss. Mm-hmm. What was your take on all of that? I think the whole like Tom and Ariana living together – Oh, the whole thing feels very petty. I liked um, when Ariana sat down with Lala for lunch and Uh Lala was like, he gets like a rise out of knowing that he's making you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And Ariana was able to like recognize that as true. But she was like, I still don't care. Like, I do get what she's saying. Like, she just doesn't want him to win. But it is like there's this element of like you're probably more likely to make him lose if you just leave. I guess, yeah. I mean, that is about selling the house or letting him buy the house or whatever. I mean, my confusion about all of that is how is he going to buy her out of this house when his businesses are, like, failing? And he's like, I have to tour to make money. And it's like, he can't be making that much money from the band. Like, how is he actually going to do that? That was my biggest question as well. How the hell is he making enough money to buy her out? Right. So that part was confusing. But she so that since, feels just like it's not going to happen. Though. Yeah. How did she, she move I think out? she's still living there. No, she's still living there. Is she? They're both is still Tom's... living there. Shut the fuck up. They're both yeah. still living there? Well, she is in New York currently because she's in Chicago. But yes, I mean, that is their home still. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. She's in New York? She's in Chicago? Where is she? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she is in New York because she is playing Roxy Hart in Chicago <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> I was like, I know that you know New York and Chicago are two different places. <laughs> like, I know you're tired, but are you having a stroke? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was confusing. That's right. I forgot she got cast in Chicago. That's hilarious. Wow. Yeah. And Good that's her. where her boyfriend is as well. And then they definitely talked about in this episode that mm-hmm. she has been staying in Airbnbs a lot when Dan is in town. So this brings us to, do you think that she should have allowed Tom to have a birthday party in the house? Mm, yeah, probably. What do you think? I think she's totally justified in being like, fuck you. No. like, And really? I think that the narrative that she's bringing up that a lot of the girls are backing her on of like, you ruined this home. You don't get to like use and keep this home. Mm-hmm. I would feel the same way. I do think there's an argument for like, at what point do you just need to move on with your life and protect your peace? And she could probably buy something else. I mean, she's had the exact opposite financial impact from Tom mm-hmm. with the whole scandal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would imagine that she would be in a financial position to buy something else, even if she's not being bought out of her house. Mm-hmm. I do think she needs to protect her peace, but I also understand and respect the pettiness. Ah, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I don't love pettiness always. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I know I recognize he's like a total piece of shit. So I feel like I would probably be kind of petty in that situation, too. But I would not live with him. I feel like I would just be like, fuck it. I don't care. I want to be as far away from you as humanly possible. Yeah. Well, I know what she's talked about in the past in regards to the house situation is 
obviously right before Scandaval started, Charlotte died, her dog. Right. And she has another dog and then her cat is old. And I, I think I heard her, maybe it was on like Call Her Daddy or on Sheena's podcast, but this was all like right after Scandaval broke and people were having this same question that they have now of, well, why are you guys still living in this house together? Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm not going to like just move out and rent somewhere and like uproot my cat who is old. That's a really big deal for cats. Like if I'm going to move, mm-hmm. I'm going to move into my next home. And I think that is extremely valid. Did yeah. you see the state of her room? <laughs> yes. It was a disaster. A disaster. And then what do you think about the white noise machine? That is very bizarre. Uh, he put He put it like what near his room? Yeah, because he's like, Ariana was overhearing me. Ew. Yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked that he did that. That that's it feels like overkill. My weird I'm shocked that that picture of them is still up in that hallway. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It was this huge picture of them as like a couple. I'm like, take that shit down. I would never want to see that. Like interesting. I wonder if it's like a standoff of like, I'm not going to take it down. You take it down. Oh, (laughs) I could see that. I could see that happening. And should just take it down. (laughs) I will say like seeing Tom though and the party and how like James was like, who the fuck is, who who the fuck are these people was so funny. That was an amazing one liner. I think he said at this party, we have the who's who as in who the hell are these people? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, exactly. That was so good. So let's talk about that. Yeah. I was confused about Allie bailing halfway through the car ride and deciding to stay in the car and not go in. Yeah, I guess she was just trying to draw a line in the sand. Like, I'm not going to support Tom no matter what because I want to be on Ariana's good side, which I actually think was really, really smart of her. Yeah, I mean, it was funny how James was like begging – or not begging, but like demanding an apology from Tom. And you could tell that Tom was like, I feel like I don't owe you one. <laughs> well, he doesn't feel like he owes anyone an apology. So James yes. is probably very last on his list. He's yeah. like, you weren't with Raquel. What did I do wrong? Right. It's like but James is like, this is a betrayal for all of us. Yeah. I mean, I get where James is coming from. Raquel is his ex fiance. Like they had a full on relationship not that long before this whole scandal or this whole relationship between Tom and Raquel started. Yeah. Like James and Tom were supposed to be best friends. Like I'd be pissed too. So. 100% I'd be pissed yeah. too. I think James has every right to be pissed at Tom. Mm-hmm. I did not think <laughs> that Tom bringing up. James and Kristen from 10 years ago was the appropriate deflection. (laughs) I know that we talked about this in our last episode, but that was a wild choice on his Mm -hmm. part. Yeah. Well, Tom loves to keep score. He does. He loves to keep score. Yes. Yeah. And he hates to take responsibility for anything. Always, 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 always. Indeed. Emo night. I mean, that was cute. Yes. It was kind of non-consequential. It was non-consequential. We had a conversation between the Toms. Right. Tom, I mean, it's funny because, Aria, in one of our not-that-long-ago episodes, like recent episodes, you had said that Tom should, like, totally – Tom Schwartz should distance himself from Sandoval, like, almost completely. And yes. that is kind of what we're seeing happen. In these episodes, but I know that that's not what their right. current public stance is. And I'm not surprised that Tom Schwartz couldn't 
maintain that for over a month or however long he actually felt like that and was like, our relationship won't be the same and you really screwed me over, Sandoval. And then immediately he's like, but it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. Do you know how long after... So the whole scandal broke in March and they started the reshoot in March, right? Yeah, they picked up cameras like the day after the news broke for that finale episode. When did they film the reunion is what I want to know. The reunion was not that long after because I remember it being a thing that they like didn't postpone the reunion even though they had picked up cameras to film so long after the season had already wrapped. Got I want to say it was maybe just a few weeks after. So like late March, early April. Yeah, that sounds right. So I was watching the most recent season of Winter House and Schwartz is on that season and he ends up, he's like comes into the house at the beginning and leaves for like a couple days because he goes back to LA to shoot the reunion and then goes back to Winter House. <laughs> and so I'm wondering like, when all the because this obviously this season of Vanderpump only started three months after I guess they had shot all of that, yeah. And so I'm thinking like the Winter House stuff. I mean that was that's a short shooting period. I think that's only two weeks, but still it's funny how it's like it all meshes together. And in Winter House, it picks up like immediately after Sandoval a Scandoval occurred. So oh interesting. So yeah, he yeah, was that probably must have been filming Winter mid-March. House like yeah. In and out of the times that he was filming for VPR, he just right. is coming into his true form as a reality TV star. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But like, it's interesting because seeing him on Winter House on his own was like, you kind of got to like see who he is just independently of Tom Sandoval. Mm-hmm. But you also picked up on the anger and frustration that he was feeling towards Sandoval in Winter House that we see currently. It all ties together. Bravo is so good at this. <laughs> I know. So good at just making you watch everything. Mm-hmm. I will be curious to see how that unfolds with Tom and Tom throughout the season. What happens with their relationship? I think that this is the ultimate uncomfortable position for Tom Schwartz to be in. Oh, yeah. should we talk about another thing that happened during this episode was that Allie read Tom Schwartz's yes. birth chart, which actually is exactly... Her takeaway was is exactly what I just said about how much Libra he has in his chart. I loved it. I was like, yes, Allie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, super Libra. And I can see that too. He's super like flighty. He's a people pleaser. You know, he cares about the way things are coming across, the way things look. Yeah. Very Libra. Like I think for him, it's devastating that he's not going to be able to be on good terms with Ariana. Like he yes. – want so badly to just be able to be good with Tom and Ariana and mm-hmm. not make that decision, but he literally mm-hmm. can't. I mean, exactly. Ariana is hitting a boundary that he can't and yeah, so uncomfortable for him. It is. It is. It's uncomfortable to watch him too. Like every time he goes up to her he's like, hi. And then everyone's like, we're getting up and we're Oh leaving. my God. <laughs> like when they went to Tom Tom in the first yeah. episode, that was mm-hmm. such an uncomfortable scene. Extremely awkward. Yeah. And then when they were at pump, when pump was closing. Right. Oh, no, thank you. I think that the only other important thing that we could discuss from this episode was the Sheena storyline regarding her postpartum OCD. Yeah. And then also, did you pick up on the fact that 
the friend that she had over. Do you remember her name? No, but I know. I know. I have the friend's face in my head. Yes. She is the one who in the previews is going to be dating both Tom Schwartz and Katie. Oh. The one who Sheena's known since she was 16, but not Sheena was 16. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So weird. Very confusing. I cannot wait to see how that happens. Same. One last thing we should discuss is Tom Sandoval blocking Summer Moon. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw Sheena on Watch What Happens Live and it was brought up to her that if Tom blocked her, it gives you the option to like block any other accounts that this person might make. So that's likely what happened. And Sheena agreed that is likely what happened, but it's not as good of a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that's like, Ari. (laughs) been there (laughs) so i okay let me come clean i am blocked by a few people one of whom is uh kayla quinn from the bachelor the only thing that i can think i feel like i've told you the story before yeah the only thing i can think of is that there was this horrible instagram story she posted once where she was like doing construction on her property and there was like a Mm -hmm. snake And, like, rather than just get rid of the snake, they, like, brutally, like, killed this snake and, like, posted about it. And I probably responded to that and was like, the fuck? Yeah. Like, don't do this. I've been blocked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. She should have blocked you for that. You were just spreading the word that snakes like that aren't dangerous. Correct. Yes. Mm. And also that we don't need to be glorifying and posting animal abuse and torture. Facts. So I feel like I was on the right side of history. I stand by it. But (laughs) Kayla Quinn, I'd love to follow you. I hear you have a cute baby. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah. Did you want to talk at all about the postpartum OCD thing? Like, I do think that that was a really cool and vulnerable storyline for Sheena to, Mm -hmm. yeah, dive into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was really interesting I was glad that she was like so open and honest about it I could like definitely understand her like perspective of feeling like that after giving birth like having that kind of anxiety Mm -hmm. that's certainly something I personally worry about sometimes whenever I decide to have children I don't have a great track record of mental health and so it's not horrific but it's not great and so I I very much worry that (laughs) I very much worry that that kind of thing will occur to me, too, because like mm-hmm. your hormones are all over the place, you know, and I very much feel like birth control like mellows me out big time. Uh, but I am also unsure. I've been on it for so long. I have no idea if it's like maturity or the actual medicine. But yeah, I don't know. How? What did you think of Brock and the way he was acting and like responding toward her? Like when they were all together talking about Sheena being out of the house. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, in general, thought that that conversation with Sheena and her mom and Brock was really healthy, mm-hmm. and I appreciated like the the representation of like that kind of a family conversation of how do we handle this when this is like impacting all of us. What I would say about it is he definitely seems a little bit harsh with her, but also like Summer Moon has bangs. Like Summer Moon is a toddler. Yeah, yeah. If this has been going on for that long, I get it. And, you know, it does sound like Sheena's in a better place and is willing to start making some changes about, you know, who who she let Summer Moon stay with and stuff like that. And again, on what happens, uh, Watch What Happens Live, she did mention that things are a lot better That's with her good. mental health and, and with her, yeah, anxiety around Summer Moon. 
So that's good. I think that it was valid. I thought that it was a good, like healthy, productive conversation. I was wondering if you had a different take. I thought it was good too. I just thought that, yeah, Brock was like, he seemed a little frustrated. And I, I felt for Sheena in that moment. But it was also like, you know, it's like the tough love thing. Like we need to like get this together. But, you know, people have to move at their own pace. Ah, I was struck. But I think that's kind of why Brock is good for Sheena because I think she mm-hmm. needs tough love sometimes. And at the end of the day, I think – At the end of the day. <laughs> I do think he's very fiercely loving and protective of her and she knows that. And so that's somebody that she can hear that kind of tough love from, whereas generally I think that Sheena can't hear that yeah. necessarily from everyone. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I love her and Brock together. I think they're a great duo. Yeah, I totally agree. Big fan. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into our episodes of Love Island? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's chat. So we start off with episode 24, and we see a chat between Tom and Molly. He is sharing that he has fully closed off and that Molly is what he wants. She says that she feels the same. They're like, we've gotten like nothing from this relationship for me to care about it in any way. Mm-hmm. We now see a chat between Callum and Georgia Steele. She shares that she's been wanting to talk to him, but also just kind of wanted the dust to settle. She's like, it feels like we've naturally distanced ourselves from each other. And Callum shares that after the recoupling, he felt done and over the situation He's like, I wish you luck. And she's like, I genuinely had feelings for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Drop it. (laughs) We now see a chat between Joanna and Arabella. Joanna says that she doesn't know how she feels about Chris and feels like he has such a big jokester personality. She didn't like how his recoupling speech was sarcastic. She feels like he's grating on her a little bit. And in this conversation, she also expresses some interest in Callum. Mm -hmm. Arabella is like, it's a red flag if you're already annoyed with Chris and encourages her to explore things with Callum. Yeah. This is like the beginning of the Joanna Callum Chris triangle. Yes. I also thought this was an interesting continuation of what Arabella said to Chris on their date about how he can't be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't love that part of his personality because I know. it's so integral to, to who he is. And I kind of thought that this was a nice way of Arabella. I mean, I don't know. I imagine there's also a part of her that wants to <laughs> not see the best for Chris. Yeah. But I think that she was like, yeah, this is like not going to work out. I know yeah. that this is something you need to have to be in a relationship with Chris. Right. That's true. I feel bad for Chris though. Like I didn't really understand why – Joanna didn't like his speech so much. I guess she was really turned off by him calling her a creature. But <laughs> I I don't know. Like, it's just unfortunate. I agree. I didn't think his speech was bad. No. She should go back and listen to Mitch's recoupling speech from the beginning of the season to Liberty, and then he <laughs> might seem a little bit better to her. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me a break. We see Toby and Chris chat, and Toby is still sad, of course, about Kaz leaving, but he's happy for Chris, and Chris is like, we're both in an exciting place. I love this. 
constant juxtaposition that we're getting this season between mm-hmm. one person being like, I, I'm getting the ick, I don't like it. And then the second person being like, it's too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> a la Georgia Harrison <laughs> and Anton. Yes, definitely. Toby is like, Chris, you just opened up in your own way and not everyone would understand that. Some people might view it as joking. Yeah. I took this as Toby and Chris should be coupled up because Toby understands <laughs> Chris's humor. Right. Such a good point. <laughs> Such a good point. Yeah. They have a cute bromance that that blossomed on the show. They do. I like it. Yeah. So Eve and Casey go for a chat. Eve says that she was always going to pick him and he says that his feelings for her are mutual and he says he gravitates toward her and feels really comfortable around her. Joe and Arabella then talk and Arabella says she was surprised that he picked her and she rags on him for making her sweat a little bit and then they kiss. A quick kiss from them but obviously we know they have history. And then it is morning in the villa and we have another co-ed chat. Tom says he was nervous last night because he really likes Molly. Sophie says she's happy with Josh. Joe says he's pleasantly surprised with Arabella and Casey says that he had a kiss with Eve. Joanna, Georgia Harrison and Arabella then chat And Joanna explains that she's having second thoughts again about Chris and she wants to get to know Callum. Georgia Harrison says to go talk to Chris first and take that romantic step back. Anton and Joe then chat. Anton says he wants to do something nice for Georgia Harrison. So he decides he's going to set up a picnic for her on the terrace and enlists Joe to help him. And then Anton pulls Georgia Harrison. They go up to the terrace. He's got this little picnic set up a little plate of charcuterie some meat and cheese they shears to their first date and she asks anton if the meat is just for him and he's like no no we can share and she's like babe i never eat meat (laughs) i was like oh he forgot she was a vegetarian that's rough that is uh, yeah the downside of trying to do a romantic gesture he definitely should have studied up a little bit, yes. <laughs> he probably should have known her food preferences. <laughs> yes. But they both say they're happy and, you know, have a little kiss. We now see Callum and Joanna chat. Georgia Steele also sees this. Joanna is sharing that she has always found Callum attractive and she feels drawn to him. He says that he's noticed that. And then Georgia Steele goes over to Chris to let him know that this conversation is happening. Callum says that he is open right now. And Joanna says that things with Chris have been good, but she doesn't really feel the spark with him. She feels like he doesn't know how to switch this like jokey personality off. Mm -hmm. And Callum shares that he is interested in talking to Joanna more. Yep. We now see Chris and Toby chat. Chris is like, I'm too soft for this shit. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I do feel like he really goes downhill in these episodes, even from here. I know. It it's like a downward spiral. It's a bummer. Not what I wanted for him. A huge bummer. Yeah. He left on a really sour note, I think. Absolutely. Toby tries to cheer him up. He's like, there are always gonna be bumps on the way. Chris says stuff like this just makes him want to pull back. And then Anton gets a text. They are told to get glam. The villa is hosting a VIP performance. It is Craig David. Hey. Anton freaks out. Everyone jumps in the pool. We got a little baptism. 
It is nighttime now, and Craig David enters the villa, and then we see a special guest a la Alicia Keys at the Super Bowl, <laughs> but this is Wes Nelson in the villa. Of course, we talked about Wes uh, Nelson last episode because yeah. he was apparently going to be on Love Island Games, which makes this appearance all the more interesting to me because I'm like, coming on to do a musical performance like this makes it feel like you think you're above the game. Mm-hmm. But he almost wasn't. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Well, JB said that Wes was supposed to be on games, not All-Stars. No, I know, but I'm just saying like, yeah. that was so recent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do think, though, that like if there is a hierarchy, I think games ranks higher than All-Stars. Really? I think so. I think especially for the next season of games because games was such a success. Mm. But I feel like games really pulled in more actual Love Island All-Stars. Yeah, because they had a bigger pool to draw from. Yeah, they had a bigger pool to draw from, but also they offered like way more money. Mm. Yeah. I think there's that too. I had no idea that Wes was a singer. He's a really good voice. I Yeah, I was shocked. I had never heard him sing before. I didn't. It's also his song. Craig David's just featured on it. Oh, oh my God. Also, I didn't even think about this before, but mm. uh, Wes and Megan could have been a whole storyline oh. on games. Yes. Ooh. God, I would have loved to see that reunion. I know. Me too. Fuck. Of course, as we're watching this performance, Arabella shares that she has history with Wes. Ar- Arabella, who the fuck haven't you dated? Literally. <laughs> she put in the preseason work, my girl. I mean, it's got to be like, okay, let's list them. Tom. Toby. Toby. Joe. Joe. Wes. Wes. I'm sure there's more that we just don't even know about. I'm sure as well. That's a lot. That's four guys. That is a lot. Although Wes is not on the season and that is her commentary revolves around her being happy about that. Anton then gives a speech. He says he's grateful to experience this with everyone. He loves everyone and then brings up Georgia Harrison. He says that it's been amazing getting to know her and then asks her to be exclusive with him. She says yes. Let's not forget that just last episode or two, he said they were unavailable. Right. Now they're exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Joanna, Georgia Harrison, and Arabella then chat, and they discuss how Joanna needs to talk to Chris about how she's feeling. Joanna says that she's going to tell Chris that she needs to take time away romantically to see where she is. Very Mm -hmm. strange way of putting that. Mm -hmm. But she repeats it. She whispers it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Chris and Toby then chat and Chris is feeling anxious and he doesn't know what is going on with Joanna. He says to Toby, this is how you get to 33 and single, by the way, overthinking everything. I was like, that feels pretty relatable. I mean, even though I'm not a single person, I feel like the people I know who are dating, this feels relatable. I know. Poor Chris. I felt so bad for him. In all these episodes. I felt really bad. I know. I know. Chris says he doesn't like that Joanna is talking to Arabella a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chris blames Arabella a little bit too much for Joanna's feelings, but it is what it is. Yeah. Joanna then pulls Chris. She apologizes for being distant toward him that day, and she says she pulled Callum for chat. She feels like they get along. She says she doesn't want to shut things off completely with Chris, but wants to take a step back. Chris says he feels confused. He thought they were going in a good direction. 
and he recognizes that he said his speech and then there was like a shift in her mood joanna says that the speech was overly jokey and she's like i understand that that's just how you communicate i'm not trying to change you i just don't know if it's for me chris is like yeah this is who i am i can't change it etc joanna says that there's nothing wrong with his personality he says maybe we just aren't compatible bummer She's like, there's nothing wrong with your personality i just wish that you could switch shit off sometimes yeah there's nothing wrong with your personality i just find you annoying as fuck is what she's saying <laughs> there's nothing wrong with your personality for someone else <laughs> right right oh torturous oh god if somebody told me there's nothing wrong with your personality i would never recover from that uh, never no we see episode 25 now hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It starts with Chris and Callum chatting and Chris bringing up the conversation that he had with Joanna. Chris shares that he won't stand in Callum's way in trying to get to know Joanna and Callum shares that he was surprised. He says that he knows that it's hard for Chris because he can tell how much he likes Joanna. And Chris essentially just gives Callum the green light to get to know her. Callum and Jess now chat. He tells her that Joanna expressed interest in him. And although he does want to get to know Joanna and told her that he would have chats with her, he also still wants to get to know Jess. And then Casey gets a text. The hideaway is open and the Islanders pick Georgia and Anton. Did you notice? <laughs> Georgia went into the hideaway literally covered from head to toe in like flowy, drapey, loose fabric. <laughs> yes, I absolutely noticed that she decided to completely cover herself up and wear full on pajamas. I wrote, Georgia could not have put on more clothes to go literally. into the hideaway. Like, I don't literally. think I've ever seen anyone in the villa wear as much clothing as Georgia wore to go into no. the hideaway with Anton. No. It was crazy. It was crazy. I was all like, the girls are like, yes, girl, I love this. I know. And then she like, adds a robe to it even. Like, even more. It was crazy. <laughs> it's cold out there, you know? I got to bundle up. I, it was – I was like – like, tell me you don't want to have sex with Anton without telling me you don't want to have sex with Anton. Like, that would be a good meme. We should make that. Yeah. Good point. I should. Okay. <laughs> I will. In the hideaway now, fully wrapped in cloth, <laughs> Georgia Harrison <laughs> is talking to Anton about her past relationships. She says that she's always been with men who took her for granted and treated her as disposable. And she really liked how he asked her to be exclusive. It really feels like there's this battle and she's even vocalized it at certain points where she's like, I have the ick with Anton, but also mm -hmm. he's very different from these people who I have been burned by in my past. And obviously that didn't work. So like she really wants to try it. And then again, of course, there's the aspect of just knowing that this is her ticket to stay on the show. Right, right. But it is a wonky relationship. 
Yes. Yeah. It's a lot. And we get no implied boning, of course. I don't even think she takes a layer off. Yeah. I don't even think they, like, did anything at all. Yeah. Like, I think they literally just went to sleep. Anton should be picking up on this more than he is. I agree. We do that night see a little kiss in bed between Callum and Jess, however. Yeah, I was surprised to see this relationship kind of blossoming because Callum didn't really seem all that interested in her initially. I love it. This relationship blossoming. <laughs> make out when they're sleeping next to each other. A little make out. <laughs> in the morning, we have another co-ed chat. Georgia Harrison says she feels happy and grateful that Anton didn't try to sleep with her. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Jess shares that she and Callum had a kiss in bed. Joanna and Arabelle then chat, and Joanna says she feels good about the situation, and she felt like Chris took everything really well. Arabella says that she's surprised that he took it well because she's doing to him what he did to her, Arabella. Mm-hmm. And Arabella's like, he would have no leg to stand on, though. So I feel like Arabella thinks that he's only dealing with it because he wouldn't be able to argue otherwise maybe i think that chris is just dealing with it though i agree i think arabella is the only one thinking about that totally yes <laughs> arabella then shares that callum and jess kissed last night and then callum and joanna have a chat callum shares that they that he had a kiss with jess but he <laughs> says it doesn't take away anything from him wanting to get to know joanna Josh then gets a text. Tonight they will play a game. It's called All-Stars Couple Goals. And it is then nighttime in the villa. We have our All-Star Couple Goals game. The first question is, which couple is more into the red carpet than the relationship? Mm. Arabella and Joe, Callum and Jess, Casey and Eve all say Georgia Steele and Toby. Tom and Molly, Georgia Harrison, Anton, Chris and Joanna, Georgia Steele and Toby, Sophie and Josh all say Joe and Arabella. They talk a lot about how Joe goes to every red carpet event. Yeah. I love that (laughs) they all know this about him. And I forget who, but somebody makes a comment about the bottom of his shoes being stained red. Yes. (laughs) I think it was Josh. Yeah. Red carpet. Yeah. Yes. That was was really funny. And he's just kind of sitting there like, yeah. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) He likes a party. Can't blame him. The next question is, which couple has the least sexual chemistry? Tom and Molly, Georgia Harrison, Anton, Josh and Sophie, Callum and Jess all say Chris and Joanna. Casey and Eve, Georgia Steele and Toby say Georgia Harrison and Anton. That, to me, is the correct answer. If you saw them going into the hideaway last night, that would be your answer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Joanna and Chris say Casey and Eve, which is another fair answer. And Arabelle and Joe say Jess and Callum. The next question is, which couple is most one-sided? Georgia Steele and Toby, Arabella and Joe, Tom and Molly, Casey and Eve, Callum and Jess, and Anton and Georgia Harrison all say Chris and Joanna. Rough. And Josh and Sophie say Georgia Harrison and Anton. Joanna is obviously getting very upset. Chris is trying to defend her. Joanna says that just because she's interested in exploring other options does not mean that they don't have sexual chemistry or that there wasn't anything there. I don't think that's the problem, Joanna. It's not that you want to get to know Callum. It's that you've been walking around the villa saying that you aren't compatible and are irked by him. Yeah. Casey retorts and he's like, if you wanted to defend sexual chemistry, you should have done it. 
during this last question, which was about sexual chemistry. Right. Stupid. So annoying. (laughs) It was like, she's allowed to be upset about the previous question. Especially because everyone just answered them during this question as well. So it's building. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, your time to talk about that is over. You should talk now and be angry about how you're not a one-sided couple, but include nothing about sexual chemistry because that was the previous question. <laughs> like, right. what the fuck, Casey? Yeah, I don't understand these lines that he's drawing here. I don't either. He just wants to be included. He does. Chris fires back at him. He's like, we're allowed to take time to think about it. Very true. Casey tells Chris to chill out. Ew. <laughs> Chris is like, Joanna is upset. Anton says that Chris is piping up too much. And then we see Joanna and Chris say Georgia Harrison and Anton, and they go back and forth a little bit about that, and Joanna ends up crying. Yeah. Did you feel like everyone was really mad at Joanna about this? Yes. Like, why? Do you think that's what it is, that they want Chris to find happiness? (sighs) Maybe, maybe, maybe they were mad because she was getting upset about like something that she did herself, that she like essentially caused herself and they're all being like defensive of Chris, but Chris is just being really defensive of her. And right. I, I think what's surprising to me is that they're all getting mad at Chris for defending her. Right. I guess they did kind of get mad at Toby for defending Georgia Steele as well. They did. That's true. They did. It's just weird. It's weird, though. It's, I don't, there was no reason to get mad at Joanna. I would be upset about this, too. I agree. Like, regardless of what you've been walking around the villa saying, like, to have this many of the couples choose you for these really damning questions sucks. Yeah. Really sucks. Yeah, I feel like the villa is against her, and I think there's something going on that we're not seeing. I agree. They all seem to dislike her, which becomes obvious in about a minute, but... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there shortly. Yes. (laughs) Next is which couple is least honest with their feelings, and we see Joanna and Chris, Georgia Harrison and Anton say Josh and Sophie, Georgia Steele and Toby, Casey and Eve say Joe and Arabella. Josh and Sophie, Arabella and Joe, Tom and Molly say Georgia Steele and Toby, which is very interesting. Yeah. And then our final question is, which couple is least compatible? And before any of our answers are revealed, Maya Jamma enters the villa and she asks each person to reveal their answer and share why. They all immediately know, okay, shit, like this is not Mm -hmm. a game that we thought it was. Did you, before we get into this, did you notice how bizarre Maya Jamma's dress was? No. What was she I wearing? I like a stripper renaissance wedding dress. Like it was <laughs> really short, but like white and lacy and then like corsetti. It, like it had a corset. Interesting. I'm trying to look on the Love Island page to see if I can find a picture of it. Just a fashion note for you. Oh, okay. Here it is. All right. Oh, it's very Bridgerton. Yeah. Yeah, weird. It is a little weird. Very, like, coquette. (laughs) A weird fashion choice, which we usually don't see from her. Yeah. I also made a note that during this challenge, Sophie was calling Georgia Steele Geo. Did you notice that? No. 
very strange. I was like, I've never heard that nickname for her before. That is what I guess that is how her name is spelled. <laughs> That's true. So we are now revealing our answers. People are feeling really bad about their answers as they're revealing them because Maya Jamma being there means that this has more weight than they thought that it did. Georgia Steele and Toby say Casey and Eve, and they argue that they are a couple of convenience. Joanna and Chris pretty much have the same reasoning and choose Joe and Arabella. Anton first gives a caveat about how there are a lot of new relationships, but one seems more incompatible than the others. Georgia Harrison is like, I didn't realize how deep this would be. And she's like, I just told Anton to decide, which he is not happy about. This turns into a thing between them. I agree. I think that was shitty of her. I agree. Yeah. But she obviously was feeling really bad because she is really close with Joanna and Chris and says she never would have chosen them if she knew that it would have had these kinds of repercussions. Right. So that is their answer. They voted for Joanna and Chris. And Joanna argues that Anton and Georgia Harrison are essentially in the same situation. Unfortunately, this game is talking about the here and now. I know. Casey and Eve then say that they didn't want to choose a new couple. So they picked Chris and Joanna. Molly and Tom pick Callum and Jess, which is interesting. Molly's like, get get my ex out of here finally, please. Yeah. Jess and Callum pick Joe and Arabella. Joe and Arabella say that they only picked this couple because they wanted to cut slack to another couple that had already gotten heat, a.k.a. Chris and Joanna. They end up picking Casey and Eve. Mm -hmm. Sophie and Josh also pick Arabella and Joe, which I thought was interesting, I guess, just because I thought they were better friends, but perhaps not maya then brings up casey and eve callum and jess chris and joanna and arabelle and joe these are all the vulnerable couples and maya jama tells the islanders that they have to choose one boy and one girl to be dumped and then we move into episode 27 were you surprised that that was it i was like one girl and one boy this was like such a dramatic revving up to like a big dumping i was like everyone that got voted for is gonna be gone and then it was like You must dump one girl and one boy. Yeah, I thought they might send two couples home was where I I thought that was going to go. Yeah. The Islanders discuss who they want to send home. Some of the Islanders say Joe and Joanna. Georgia Steele and Toby make a claim for saving Joanna. They argue about who to send home. Doesn't seem like they're getting to any kind of agreement. They eventually decide to vote on it. And there's a little bit of a tense moment between Anton and Georgia Harrison because they're Mm -hmm. not agreeing. Tom then speaks. They decide to dump Joe and Joanna. And I thought that this decision felt very much based off of like, how are we going to keep making a good TV show initially? Because I was thinking they just want to save Chris because Chris is generally good TV. I think after all these conversations that occur later, I feel like that's less of the case. So Maya then says that Chris and Arabella have to couple up because they're both single. LOL. Chris is pissed. Yeah. He was like, great. <laughs> It's weird. The Islanders mm-hmm. then all talk about it. Chris says to Toby that Joanna was the only one he wanted to, to be with. And he ITMs that he's really confused about that choice. We now see Joe and Joanna's exit interview with Maya. Joe shares that he will not be waiting for Arabella on the outside. Jeez. And Maya asks Joanna how she felt about people questioning her relationship with Chris. I think not good. <laughs> yeah. 
Joanna is like, well, I took a step back because I wanted to get to know Callum. And she shares that she would have developed her connection with Callum if she had stayed. I do think this is interesting. Like, they usually wouldn't vote someone out who has two possible connections in the villa. Yeah. Which just, like, further strengthens our theory that, like, something was going on with Joanna that they wanted to get her out that we're not seeing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joe and Joanna both say that they think that Molly and Tom are the most compatible couple. I wish that we saw that. Them being the most compatible? I mean, I guess we're going to get a date, and I don't even care about it, so maybe I don't <laughs> wish we <laughs> saw it. We see a chat between Georgia Harrison, Georgia Steele, and Toby, and they're sharing that they're confused about why Anton teamed up with the other Islanders during that decision-making process. Anton is telling Tom and Josh that he doesn't understand what he did wrong and why Georgia Harrison is mad. And then getting ready for bed that night, we see the boys complaining about how Chris's comment towards Arabella was shitty when they were put together in a couple. And Chris talks to Toby. He's like, this is not fair. I just should have gone home. Toby was like, I said that. Like, I told them before sending Joanna home, we should just send Chris home. But, like, they didn't listen to me. They just wanted to do it based on this vote. Yep. It's interesting that Toby, who is Chris's closest friend in the villa, was advocating to send home Chris. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Toby was like, I know that this is what he would want. Yeah. And it's weird that the other Islanders were like, no, we're we forcing have to him base to it stay. On the boat. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I agree. Very weird. So weird. I don't get it. We need more context. I can't wait for them to go on podcasts. Yeah. They could have just sent home Chris and Joanna if they hated Joanna that much. Yeah. You know? Or if they wanted to keep Chris, they could have sent home Joe and and Arabella. Well, they didn't want to do that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. In the morning, we have our co-ed chats again, and they are all talking about how Chris doesn't seem grateful. (laughs) Yeah, he's not. He's not. (laughs) Georgia Harrison felt like they were fighting a losing battle because her opinion just kept getting shut down. She says that she did not feel like her and Anton were really working as a team, which I would say is because she distanced herself from that team and told him to make the decision and then told all the Islanders I told him to make the decision. Like, I don't really know what she wants from him. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And Anton complains, of course, about Georgia Harrison putting the blame on him for their vote. Right. Molly then gets a text. Molly and Tom are going on a date. On this date, they have a picnic by the pool, which is also near like a beach. There's a really pretty view. Tom says he only had eyes for her when he came in, and Molly is surprised by how nice Tom is. She says she wants a long-term relationship and feels like he's mature. He says she ticks all of his boxes, and he's in it for the long run. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard it all before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's see. Prove it, Tom. Prove it. Anton and Georgia Harrison then chat, and they use this crystal to determine who talks. It's a a talking crystal. Georgia (laughs) Harrison starts. She says that she's sorry for butting heads during their their discussion. She felt like the whole thing was very intense, and she felt frustrated because she didn't feel like Anton was listening to her. Anton then says he's sorry for shutting her off. He felt the whole thing was very unfair and that she put a lot of the blame on him for the vote. She then apologizes for throwing him under the bus. And they ultimately squash everything. They hug. They kiss. 
Toby and Georgia Steele then chat and they talk about the game. Georgia Steele says she doesn't really care what the other Islanders think of them. It's, again, us against the world. Mm -hmm. And then back on the date, Tom says he sees Molly being his girlfriend on the outside. He says that he's going to be moving up north, which is great. She lives in Manchester. That is up north as well. So they'll be closer. At nighttime in the villa, we see Molly and Tom return from their date and debrief. We see Toby make a toast. And then we see Chris and Toby chat again. I think this is like our 10th Chris and Toby chat of the episode. Yes. Chris shares that he feels like Joanna was picked to leave even though she was doing what everyone is supposed to do here, which is true. Mm -hmm. Chris is like, I just want to hear the logic behind that decision. And Toby says that Eve and Casey are doing well. Jess and Callum are doing well. Are they? Really? Yeah, technically. (laughs) I mean, they haven't had enough time to not do well. That's true. Chris says that Sophie, Jess, and Eve are besties, implying that that is the reason that those two couples were saved. And Chris shares that he really hopes to talk to Joanna on the outside. Mm -hmm. I felt like, were they like holding him hostage? Like he could have been like, oh, Joanna's leaving. Like I'm self-eliminate. Why didn't he do that? I was kind of surprised he didn't self-eliminate either. I was sort of expecting him to. He was acting like a prisoner. Yeah. I was like, are they telling him he can't leave? Uh-huh. I wonder if they were like, don't worry. Someone's going to come in. Someone's going to come in. It doesn't feel like he was in a headspace to no. want that. So No. I didn't understand what was going here, going on here. Maybe they were like, just wait another day. Maybe they knew what was going to happen. Yeah, maybe. And they were like, just wait another day. We see a chat now between Eve and Casey. Casey says that it is still hard to tell Eve and Jess apart. What a good pickup line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says that he needs to work on his attention to detail, not making yourself seem like the most desirable partner. Definitely not. Callum and Anton now chat. Callum shares that he feels like him and Jess get on super well. He's surprised by their connection. And he says that the best thing to come out of this season has been his friendship with Molly. (laughs) Very sweet. Beautiful. Very sweet. Do you feel like now, given where we're at with Callum and Molly, we can put to bed the speculation that they were still together and broke up to come on the show and get back together? Yes. I think that they genuinely broke up. They genuinely both came back on the show to get followers slash maybe have a fling. And yeah, I think they are also naturally gravitating back toward each other, though. Yeah, they obviously have a lot of love and care for each other, as you would after a relationship of that magnitude. Yeah, they're also a Cancer Taurus relationship. Oh, excellent. I love. Wait, which is which? Is Callum the Cancer? No, he's the Taurus. Uh, Molly's the Cancer. Okay, that's fine. I love a Taurus man too. Yeah. Yeah. We see a chat between Casey and Tom. And Casey's like, I get along with Eve, but I'm not sure if it's deeper than that. And he wonders if it's convenient. I mean, yeah, Casey, you can't even tell her apart from her sister. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Chris, Toby, Georgia Harrison, Anton, and Georgia Steele all have a chat. Chris says that the outcome of last night was unjust. And Georgia Steele says it was the three of them. Georgia Steele, Georgia Harrison, and Toby against everybody else. Anton's like, well, wait a second. That's harsh. That's not fair. And Georgia Steele says that the whole thing was an unfair situation. They talk about how the twins and Casey were protected by a large majority of the group, which was interesting. And Chris says it's bullshit. Obviously Mm. pointing to the fact that Sophie is best friends with Jess and Eve. And 
Tom is obviously best friends with Casey. I think that they were making some strong, absolutely not, we will not send them home. I believe that. And there was also a conversation that I don't know that we talked about right after the dumping where Casey was with Tom and some of the other boys. And he's like, I knew I wouldn't be dumped. Like, my boys were around the fire. Yeah, I remember when that happened. I think that happened in maybe one of the like morning chats or something, or immediately. I feel after like it was like right coupling. after the dumping. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it was right after the dumping. Yeah, he yeah. was like, "Oh, I knew I was safe." I'm like, "That's cocky." Well, and saying like my boys are on the fire is such like boys club disgusting vibes in and of yeah. itself that I was just turned off by the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't like that either. We're left with a bombshell. Adam, oh, what's his name? Max. Maxted, Maxted, M A X T E D. I don't know. It's a weird last name. Anyway, Adam. He's thirty-one years old. He's from Northern Ireland. He's from season two. Yes, is he our first season two? He's our first Islander? season two. Yes, I had to like refresh my memory, but I remembered him. Yeah, he's a wrestler. He came in fourth place on season two alongside Katie Salmon. He had coupled up with a lot of girls on his season. He kind of went through the motions. He had like a big thing with Zara on season two, if you remember her. Oh, not Zara and Adam Zara. Different Adam and Zara. <laughs> yeah. No, different oh, different right. Zara. Different. I would yeah. forgot this guy was named Adam. Yeah, she was like a beauty pageant person. And then I think she had to like leave the show because like she got kicked out of some something. I think she lost her crown actually because she went on the show. Oh, interesting. Actually, that is kind of ringing a bell. Yeah. I think we've talked about it before a while ago. Yeah. Anyway, Adam uh, then sits down and talks to the girls. He says he's going to chat to everyone. He says it's been seven years since he's done Love Island. Um, Arabella mentions that she's the only one that's not really in a couple. And he says that his type is someone who has substance. I kind of hate that because it's this implication of like most women don't. Huh. That's a good point. It does kind of imply that. I don't like – I get, like, icky vibes from him. I don't like him. We, yeah, I feel a little iffy about Adam as well. I I think that he, he was definitely, like, a fuckboy on his season, and I think he would probably self-admit to that, to be honest. He's yeah. 31 now, so maybe he's grown up. Sure. We'll see. We'll see. So Georgia Steele gets a text. We have a Kai Godfrey. Can all Islanders gather around the fire pit immediately? Adam has to, of course, pick someone to couple up with. He picks Arabella. Chris gets a text. He's going to be dumped from the villa because he is left single. He seems kind of salty about it, too. But I wonder if it's just him, like, accepting his fate. And he's like, this is how my fucking season is ending. Like, whatever. Fuck all of you. But it was just, like, bad vibes from Chris. Yeah. While we were talking about it just a couple minutes ago, it dawned on me. I think that he probably did want to self-eliminate and the producers were like, just give it a night. Just sleep on it. Just sleep on it. Just see how tomorrow goes. Just stay one more day, one more day, because they knew Adam was probably going to come in and pick Arabella and they didn't want to fuck that up. Mm. So they were like, oh, you'll be home. You'll be gone in a day. So just stay that day. But they're not going to tell him that. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah. Mm, the season just doesn't feel natural at all. I, I know. It feels a little overly produced. Yeah. Which is so strange because usually that's really hard to do with these like actual seasons that are airing as it's filming versus mm-hmm. a games where they are putting the entire season together after it's filmed and then airing it. Like I would think 
I don't know, that it would just be harder to do stuff like this. So they must just straight up be telling Adam, like, you're going to go in and pick Arabella. Yeah, probably. Or maybe he was like, I only have eyes for Arabella, so put me in, coach, you know? And they were like, maybe. Sick? Who who knows? But we are alerted that the public will be voting on their favorite couple. And that is where our episode ends. Question for you. Who is your favorite couple currently? Georgia Steele and Toby. Same. (laughs) I think you and I are in the minority on that opinion. I know. We definitely are. It's because I don't care how much drama they started. I don't know why people care about that. That's what makes the show good. Exactly. I I will never understand the people who are like coming for Georgia online like, you're you're doing this, you're doing that, you don't even like cat. I'm like, who gives a shit? Who fucking cares? (laughs) It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's over. They're fine. This is the right. show. Right. Yeah. Let them be just let them do their thing and be happy or not happy. Who cares? I agree. <laughs> Although I did say that I'd be very mad at her if she was a male islander. So maybe there's a little bit of a double standard that we're operating off of. Perhaps. Can't rule it out. <laughs> Cannot. Okay. Ari, who was your MVP? I literally don't have one, Mara. I was hoping you would say who yours was so that it would convince me who mine could be. (laughs) I don't have one either. I have no one, no one earned MVP this week. I agree. No one. She's not a soul. Puts our no MVP stamp on these episodes. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a dull set of three eps and everyone seemed mad the whole time. Agree. Yeah. Who was your most toxic Islander of these episodes? You will love this. I gave it to Casey. Yeah. (laughs) who did you pick i also picked casey of course for fighting with chris during the game and then also that comment about i knew i'd be safe when i saw my boys around the fire pit yeah yep i uh same reasons same reasons also i can just tell he he's (sighs) this is the difference between season nine and this is that he was nobody when he went into season nine and now Mm. he's had a little taste of fame he is so cocky mm. and it is not cute. Yeah, you're right. He's just such a different person from season nine. It's not that much. Of, I mean, I recognize he's not that different. I just think that- <laughs> <laughs> sarcasm dripping. <laughs> no, I recognize he's not that different, but I do think he is so much cockier than he was on season nine. And it's annoying. Yeah, I think he's just, like, not involved in any of it, and so he's inserting himself in really annoying ways. I agree. Yeah. Like, piping up and then getting mad at other people for piping up. Exactly. Okay, hypocrite. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, what was your most shocking moment? My most shocking moment was Georgia Harrison throwing Anton under the bus in Mm. revealing their least compatible vote. Ooh, that's a good one. What was yours? Joanna going home. Mm. I was pretty surprised by that. Like you had said earlier, they usually don't send someone home who has like the potential of multiple connections. Yeah. There's something to be uncovered there. Yeah. Doing the math a little bit in my head, I think if Jess and Eve had such a strong company behind them, then they wouldn't want to break up Jess and Callum because they would want, quote, what's best for Jess. So... They're like, fuck Joanna. She doesn't need to get to know Callum. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. 
She's basically already pied off Chris, so screw her. Let's send her home. And Kala might be more interested in her than Jess, so let's make sure that he doesn't have that as an option. Exactly. Why does Sophie have that much sway over the group? I I don't know. I think because they're like much like Molly and Tom, like the Islanders view as like one of the top couples, even though they don't come across really that way, like on screen, in my personal opinion. But yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, what was your LOL moment? Mine was Anton forgetting Georgia Harrison was a vegetarian. <laughs> Which, like, was only kind of funny. <laughs> what was yours? Mine was Georgia Harrison going to the hideaway covered in loose <laughs> fabric from head to toe. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> okay, lastly, who are your finalist predictions? Same as they've been, Tom mm-hmm. and Molly, Georgia Steele and Toby, Sophie and Josh, Georgia Harrison and Anton. I'm going to say Molly and Tom, Georgia Steele and Toby, Josh and Sophie, Anton, Georgia Harrison. Okay. Yeah. Well, you will just have to tune in to find out. We cannot wait to wrap up this season and see if any of these Islanders stay together and or illuminate why they all hated Joanna so much. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Cannot wait to chat with you all on Monday. Very excited. Chat with you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week.